0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
1: On this episode, searching for messages of extraterrestrial intelligence inside the visible light spectrum.
2: I found humans, I found non-physical humans, which look like spirits, I found physical bodied humans with clothes, and then I found the advanced reptile species. What they're doing is showing themselves, and I believe that they're more curious in us as we are as them. Almost like a sign saying, you can see us, and we can see you.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Bright Biz. If you own a business or you've dreamed of starting one, there's a helpful free guide with 36 business power tools proven to boost sales, increase income, simplify your life, and give you better results with less effort. Best of all, this business toolbox is yours absolutely free. And these are useful online tools that make doing almost anything a lot easier. Just visit FreeBusinessToolbox.com to grab your copy. I know there are a lot of websites out there that offer a special deal on something, but then they stick you in some recurring program. Not to worry. This isn't like that. There's no hidden thing to try. Bright Biz is giving away this guide Free of charge as a means of putting their best foot forward, but all good things must come to an end. So don't wait. Grab your free guide today. Visit freebusinesstoolbox.com. Freebusinesstoolbox.com.
0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett, pursuing the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption.
1: Hey, welcome to your Wednesday and episode 60 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Funny story. So North asked me, he said, Dad, before computers and iPods, what did parents take away from their kids as punishment? And before I could even answer, he said, typewriters. And then he said, and what about when you were a kid? Before typewriters. <laughs> like I was born, you know, before the advent of typewriters. I'm that old. Anyway, he said, what did they take away? Carrier pigeons? pigeons? Smart Alec. It's true, though, our modes of communication have changed in just a generation. So I've always thought the fact that we're still searching for extraterrestrial intelligence using radio waves is uh, a little antiquated, to say the least. Why do we assume that E.T. civilizations, perhaps hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of years ahead of us in technological development, would still be communicating this way? Doesn't make sense to me. However, uh, William Lawrence uh, believes he's discovered how E.T. is trying to communicate with us, and it's all about light. And he's here to discuss how he initially developed a form of photography which he believes detects alien beings in the visible light spectrum. William Lawrence is a scientist investigating new methods of communicating with extraterrestrial intelligence, developing a new method of spectroscopy. He's discovered extraterrestrial messages in the visible light frequency of our star, the sun. And in 2015, while creating an experiment to communicate with ghosts, he discovered that not only ghosts were able to become visible, but other life forms that he concluded were not from Earth. William James, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm doing good. So, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, Do you have a background in physics?
2: I do not. um, Actually, I was a construction worker and I've done a lot of other odd jobs here and there. But when it comes to science, I was not into science and I did not pursue science. So, I kind of stumbled upon this discovery about three or four years ago.
1: Well, let's talk about bent light. And l- before we do that, let me um, have listeners log on to bentlights.com if you can while you're listening to this podcast. Bentlights.com. And uh, a little bit later, we'll, we'll go into the gallery and you can see some of these, these photographs for yourself. And, and uh, William, you can walk us through some of those. But let's start with some definitions. What do you mean by Bent light
2: well bent light basically is when light is refracted it's bent and um, I chose Albert Einstein for my profile picture on Facebook and social media for the reason of bent lights or Albert Einstein's theory that light bends around large objects because due to gravity so What I'm doing is basically processing visible light frequencies by bending light and refracting it with water. I'm able to project images onto a black piece of steel, which I use as a screen. There, I document digital photographs of the light bent and projected, and I'm able to intercept messages from beyond Earth.
1: So – This metal that you're using to read the the light in in particle form, basically, is it a particular type of metal?
2: Yeah, currently, I've only used carbon steel, and uh, it has to be a black surface. And what happens with light, light is two forms, it's waveform and it's particle form, but when light reacts to metal, like the steel that I'm using, it transforms the light to particle form. Now what I believe is that the information and data that I'm able to process and collect out of the visible light frequency is in this particle form of light. And basically I'm using my own device like what radio – people use for example if you were to intercept radio you would need a dish a radio dish and then the radio waves would come but instead of using radio waves I'm actually using visible light frequencies which are in use by our the governments around the world
1: so you could encode information in a um in in, in a wave spectrum and basically transmit at the speed of light.
2: Correct. Well, with radio waves, radio waves is at the very low bandwidth of the electromagnetic spectrum. And then as you move up from there, you will run into visible light frequencies. So radio can send around 100 megabytes a second up to 1,000 megabytes a second. Visible light frequencies, which is still part of the electromagnetic spectrum, can actually send and receive data at almost 1,000 gigabytes A second, so you can cram more data into visible light frequencies. But the problem is that the radio frequency is already overcrowded and heavily regulated. Visible light frequencies aren't even known to be in use, and the only people using these frequencies currently are the governments that I have found around the world: China, India, Australia, Canada, and the United States.
1: Okay, so you're you're jamming a thousand gigabytes of information and it's traveling at one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per second uh now what when you say that you're receiving these messages from what should we call them intergalactic entities uh i haven't I, we're going to go into the gallery in a moment but how do you know how do you decipher these messages what what leads you to believe that these are encoded messages to be in the in the first place?
2: Well, since the early 80s, SETI Institute, um, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, has been using radio dishes and they've been searching the radio spectrum for messages from – extraterrestrials so basically what I discovered was a way to detect extraterrestrial messages in the visible light spectrum so I'm looking where nobody has searched how did I realize that they were extraterrestrial in the very beginning I was only creating a experiment to communicate with spirits So I figured I could communicate with ghosts using light, and I had this idea years ago. So then years later, I put it to work, and I was able to document these entities that look like spirits and fully detailed – eyes, nose, mouth, shoulders, everything. But after running this experiment for over two years, not only was I able to document beings that look human in nature, some physical and some non-physical, but I was able to detect these beings that look like advanced reptiles. They have large brown heads with large gold, reflective eyes, upside-down mouth, and no nose, just two holes where the nostril holes go, and what they look like is advanced reptiles. So I concluded that these were from some other civilization or somewhere else elsewhere, in our galaxy, along with the detection of not only the advanced reptiles and humans in the visible light frequency, I was being visited after I made the initial discovery in 2015. Almost weekly for almost a year, I was being visited by UFOs almost on a nightly basis. So, the
1: the entities, the reptilians, or whomever is encoding this information, are they are they basically I'm not being flippant here, but are they like taking selfies of themselves encoding that into the the light waves in order to communicate to us to tell us, Hey, we're here
2: It's like you were looking into a mirror, so the technology that I discovered and what they're using is some type of quantum entanglement coupled with quantum teleportation, so basically they're able to encode data into photons, which is light, and they could entangle that data with another light source. I'm using sunlight. So they're entangling information into our stars. So then when we intercept that data, they could be anywhere in the galaxy and or in the universe. They could be anywhere in this universe and communicate with us instantaneously. So we're talking at faster than the speed of light. They could be on the the opposite side of the universe and with quantum entanglement as long as you intercepted the right if you had the quantum key you would be able to see them they would be able to see you and they have also acknowledged being seen so they would know instantly so as soon as you took the very first photograph as soon as i took the first photograph they knew they were alerted that i was able to intercept and see them so then they they knew that they had Someone on the other side able to view them. So then they started showing up more frequently.
1: And is is this communication in, was it from the beginning intended for us or are you merely intercepting it?
2: In the very beginning, the very first photograph, I caught them off guard. I don't believe they knew I was able to see into whatever they're using as communication. So there was a, a tall man wearing a robe and then a bald man wearing a black suit, kneeled down in front of the tall man wearing the robe. And the, the man kneeled down, was holding a brown bowl, and the tall man with the robe and pointy hat was washing his hands in this bowl. And you could see some type of red material dripping from his hands. And this was the very first photograph that I captured, and I caught him off guard so they weren't looking into the camera After that photo, like I said, with quantum entanglement, they would have been alerted. Every single photograph for the next two years of of intense research, they were looking directly into the camera. They were right side up, so I never had to turn an image sideways or flip it upside down. They're always looking into the camera. So they they didn't know instantly, but once – they didn't know in the beginning. But once they knew I could see them, they were quite comfortable with allowing themselves to be photographed. So
1: what are they, what are they trying to say? What are they communicating to you?
2: Basically, they're just showing themselves. Um, like I said, I found humans. I found non-physical humans, which look like spirits. I found physical bodied humans with clothes. And then I found the advanced reptile species. So those are the three species three different types of species what they're doing is showing themselves and i believe that they're more curious than us as we are as them and also there was one message where it showed an alien being riding on a beam of light depicted was galileo's spyglass so the alien being was riding on a beam of light and he was looking through the rear end of the spyglass almost like a sign saying, you can see us and we can see you. And Galileo invented this spyglass, I believe, way in the early 1400s.
1: And so obviously then they trust you, I guess, because they're they're allowing themselves to be seen. Do you anticipate as you continue to build that trust that they will – um that they will further communicate maybe uh disclose their exact location etc
2: as far as a location i don't have the technology or the uh intelligence to be able to to trace back their location if it's traceable you would need um a lot of you would need a huge background in quantum physics in order to retrace it. So I do believe we can trace where the signal is coming from. But they did have the opportunity to switch channels in this visible light frequency range, but they seem very content with being able to continue to appear. Like I said, for over two years, I ran this experiment, and um it was only <laughs> – it, was, it wasn't It was very frequently that they would even appear, so I would run the experiment for a month, and maybe one or two days out of that month, I was able to intercept messages from them. So the signal is not always there. It just comes and goes and comes and goes, but I, I have been able to continue to get and capture photographs of them.
1: No, I guess what I'm asking is, do you you believe that they will disclose their location as you continue to build trust with them?
2: I do believe that we, once scientists investigate, I'm very close to having some serious scientists look into this. And once they are able to reverse engineer what I have done and developed, um, I believe we're going to have a live feed video with audio as well with these beings. So then we'll be able to exchange information and communicate back and forth live. So they would be there in front of you looking at them as they're looking at you. And it would be like a video conference call.
1: You said that there are countries, uh, my country included Canada, the United States you, you rattled off a list of countries that are, that have this technology. How did you discover that?
2: a lot of research so when i made the discovery i had no knowledge of what was going on or if it was even possible for information to be in light so i started researching it and uh discovered you know radio is a form of light which has been used for a long time but now i realize that there's a whole frequency that that was unused that is now being tapped into which is the visible light realm the visible light frequency realm so the um there's a, if you were to Google visible light, you could find some information here and some information there, but the information regarding the frequency use is, is very limited. I know NASA is currently using it to communicate back and forth using lasers where they encode data and point the lasers back and forth and they could receive that data. But the, the information, how I'm gathering it, is a little more evolved. So we're dealing with quantum entanglement. So now scientists in China are also using quantum entanglement and where they could send information from point A to point B and communicate instantly without sending the data. They also developed a a new quantum radar, which I just saw on online that Canada has just developed the quantum radar as well. So I'm sure the United States as well has it. So there's all this quantum technology going on and it's all involves using visible light and there's not a lot of talk about it in the public.
1: But you suspect these countries that you just named, uh, they're using this um, quantum entanglement uh, technology to to communicate to in two ways two-way two-way communication in other words with these ETs is that your theory
2: well my theory is this i made this discovery with no background in science using materials I had lying around the house there's no way possible that the United States government Russia India any of these leading countries have no knowledge of this data in this visible light frequency so if I was able to make contact I'm almost 100% certain that not only is our governments around the world possibly in contact with these civilizations but they know That They're trying to send us information. They're sending us messages. These other civilizations in our universe are sending us messages in the visible light frequency, but the visible light frequency is being protected. Now, there's only one or two things here. Either A, these other civilizations do not trust the government, so they will not communicate with them, or B the governments have been in contact with them since the invention of this technology which was far back dating all the way to the 70s they were using this technology but it's been secret from the 70s and now it's just now coming to light
1: can you describe what your what your technology um, looks like uh, i mean is it i mean it sounds pretty simple in 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 in, in terms of the the Um, elements that are required. I mean, you have this piece of, um, um, carbon steel. You have, you have a container with water, uh, that you, that you use frequencies to vibrate. Well, what does it look like?
2: Basically, it just consists of a water bottle with about an inch of water, and you hold the water bottle at a 45-degree angle so that the sunlight can pass through the water and out the bottom of the bottle, which is curved. And you need a very large curve on the bottom of the bottle, so I'm using that as a concave lens. Once the light passes through the water, out the concave lens, then you project that light onto a curved black metal surface once the light is projected to the metal so the bottle needs to be around one to three inches off the metal the light projects through onto the metal you take digital photographs of the light on the metal so when you're running the experiment you cannot see anything going on it just looks like a bunch of blurs but what happens is after the digital photograph is taken when you analyze the photos these beings and entities appear so they don't appear directly it's only after the photograph is taken when they're actually appearing so somehow they're leaving like a digital footprint into the into the camera into the actual image which is even more strange so it's like Basic materials. I'm using a Logitech 720 webcam. I have the instructions uh, bookmarked on the top of my uh, Facebook page. And, you know, it's very simple. And, like I said, there's no way possible that the governments have not been able to discover this. I know I'm not the first. I'm just wondering why I'm the first to publicly speak on behalf of it.
1: Uh, When I was asking you, I I imagined that it might be somewhat crude, but that is pretty crude. I mean, just a a plastic bottle with some water and you're holding it up to this piece of metal. So one would imagine then if other countries, if NASA, if they they know about this, uh, they must have incredibly – I mean, imagine these black ops budgets being poured into developing this. They must have incredibly sophisticated uh, receivers, if I can use that word. Uh, and one would imagine then that the the more sophisticated the receiver the more the greater the resolution of the digital photographs and so forth the clearer the the images correct
2: correct not only that, but they would be able to you know time resolution as well so i 'm only able to capture still images, and some of my images are shockingly. Disturbing. Some people look at them and have to look away because they're that detailed. But I could only imagine, like I said before earlier on, I'm almost 100 percent sure when scientists, if they haven't already, re-engineer what I have done, reverse engineer it, we're going to have a video feed and an audio feed and be able to communicate with these beings, you know, and other civilizations. Now, like I said before, scientists have been been searching for extraterrestrial messages for a long time and they've only been using the radio frequencies. Now what I'm claiming is that I discovered extraterrestrial messages in the visible light frequency where no scientists are actually even looking. And the one thing that gets me is that scientists analyze with the radio frequencies of millions of stars in our universe but never once. Have they looked into our own star for messages? So it's like they search distant stars for messages, but they never searched our own star to see if there was any messages coming from our sun. But the problem with that is that the messages are coming from our star, but they're in the form of visible light.
1: Well, while the search for intelligent life elsewhere in the universe continues, I want to talk about the search for intelligence right here on Earth. I'm talking about the four-legged variety. Hey, if you own a dog, how would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence to eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? A woman named Adrienne Ferrocelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets. By bringing out this hidden intelligence inside all dogs, You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, and no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. That's what allows our brains to learn new behaviors. Well, your dog's brain has the same neuroplasticity. With the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. When this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So, if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system just visit realbusinessbargains.com realbusinessbargains.com that's realbusinessbargains.com
0: theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyper dimensions here are just three of them conspiracy unlimited conspiracy unlimited conspiracy unlimited pretty cool huh Uh, Here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five.
1: Hey, don't forget our weekly draw for a chance to win a copy of my Strange Planet CD. All you have to do to get in on the contest is rate and review this podcast. Grab a screenshot of that, and then email it to me at richardsarat one at gmail.com. richardserat1 at gmail.com. Don't forget to include your full name and mailing address, and then be listening every Friday for the draw. William Lawrence is here, and he's talking about finding ETs in the visible light spectrum. Are you able to determine the, the intention uh, from any of these images, the intention of any of these entities? For example, do you detect that there may be some hostility out there?
2: None whatsoever. In the very beginning, I would ask questions. And a lot of times they would answer my questions by showing an image of something that I was thinking. Like once I was asking about uh, a tunnel and in buildings and then they showed a building and then they showed a pyramid a floating pyramid and then another time i asked for animals and they were able to show a giraffe and a tiger kind of blended together and another time i was asking them i was like you know how do i know if you're good or how how would i know that i'm doing this for the right reasons like I didn't know if it was dangerous for me to be doing what I was doing. So they comforted me by sending me an image of a stuffed animal that I had when I was a child, which was one of the gremlins from the movie Gremlins. So it's like they were able to know of my childhood, so they comforted me with something that I had from my childhood. So I'm almost 100% positive that they're definitely positive and they want to communicate with us.
1: All right. Let me again um, urge listen, listeners to the podcast to get uh, up to William James' website. William Lawrence. I'm sorry. William Lawrence. My apologies. Uh, William Lawrence's website, bentlights.com. Bentlights.com. And uh, let's go to the gallery, shall we? And the first image that comes up here now, let me see. Uh, so this is one their. this is one of 34
2: yeah i haven't updated the gallery which i will probably be doing so in the next few weeks i'm gonna be updating the gallery with um all new new detailed images
1: all right so is there do you want to direct me to anyone in particular or do you want to just go through some of these in order
2: yeah, we could just start with the very first one that appears.
1: All right. Well, what are we looking at here? Because I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't see. I'm not sure that I see anything. Uh, you, but you'll have to direct me.
2: All right. So basically, scientists have theorized that if we were to detect an extraterrestrial message, it would look like an ink blot test. Douglas Vakovs of uh, Medi International has actually said that. So basically you're looking at a cosmic ink blot test, <laughs> the old Rorschach test.
1: Interesting. That's it. Okay.
2: Yes. So basically if you were to look in the center of the very first photograph, mm-hmm. you're going to see a bright white light. Yes. Now you're going to notice um, an eyeball to the right, a nose, a mouth, and shoulder blades, a very small neck, and then the bright white light is the forehead, and you'll see the outline of the skull. What we are looking at here is one of the very first photographs that I saw it was of either a consciousness or the human soul. We're looking at a spirit, a non-physical being, looking into the camera for the first time. His eyeball is very well defined.
1: Hmm uh okay i i don't know that i i'm probably maybe not looking at it correctly but okay so then the obvious question is you know there's a there's a psychological term used for seeing a pattern human brains we we look for patterns you've heard all this before many times i'm sure we look for patterns where there aren't necessarily patterns because this is what our brain does it organizes things into patterns So how do we differentiate between that phenomenon, which we know exists, and actually seeing something real here?
2: Correct. So that would be considered pareidolia. Yes, thank you. And in 2015, I made this discovery. I would not be here with you today if I was able to disprove this, and I have tried my best to find a... A um, explanation. Now, with pareidolia, pareidolia refers to objects seen in clouds or trees or rocks, formations, or, or in the moon, like when you see a physical object and it shows a face. So basically, with these images, the objects that appear are smaller than a quarter or a coin. Then the objects that appear on that size have laser precision detail now, with that said, light is information, so that you're not looking at a physical object. So, the objects that are forming are non-physical. They're forming on a very smooth piece of metal. So, there's nothing creating the image to appear, and we know that light is information. So, information can be exchanged via these visible light frequencies. So, there's really no scientific way to prove that this is just pareidolia, do you understand?
1: I do. And while you were saying that, I I now see the image. Uh, I see I see the forehead, which is the bright light. I see to the right of it, and I see the eyes, and they're looking up. They're not looking directly into the camera. And I'm also seeing a very well formed mouth. Like those are that's a set of very full lips that I'm seeing.
2: The lips are very, very big. And the right, if you're looking at the being, his left eye is showing, but his right eye is kind of blocked out. Right. And you see this blue line going straight up and down, right? Where his eye forms. So you have his eye, his well defined nose, big lips, shoulder blade, neck, forehead. Correct. Like he is just so detailed, and he's like looking right at the camera. Yeah, now I'm was the very it. first Now I'm seeing. That was it. the first photograph I took and there's no way that I've I've spoke with top scientists of the United States. I spoke with um a few top scientists and they all say what you say. Um, not coming from i'm not saying that you were trying to claim that's what it is but what i'm saying is they all use that excuse they say it's pareidolia and that's it that's what they leave it at it's either pareidolia or optical caustics so what i'm saying is that the scientists are wrong 100% because i know what i'm seeing and i'm 100% positive that it can't be disproved and as we speak scientists are putting out theories uh A guy in Spain, um, I forget his name, just put out a theory how we need to start looking for other forms of life and be more open to new ideas. And a lot of these scientists in the field of astronomy and searching for extraterrestrials are not open, per se, to looking at this technology.
1: Uh, Let's move on to uh, photograph number two. Okay, what are we looking at here?
2: Here you're going to see the large gold reflective eyes. You're going to see two large gold reflective eyes. You're going to see two nostril holes in the middle. And then at the bottom, of, you'll see an upside down mouth. And you're going to see a large brown head with one of the gold reflective eyes kind of pushing into the white light that's on the right. And what you're looking at here is the head of an advanced reptile being. And as you'll notice, there's actual symmetry going on here. So all the intelligent beings that show up in the images have a uh, symmetry. It's not perfect symmetry, but they do all show symmetry. And that's another thing when you have, when you're receiving messages or how do you, how do you tell if it's, if it's just pareidolia or just, you're just making this up? Well, the one thing that's very important to note is that the images are symmetric. So if it would have been just finding faces, in rocks or clouds, something like that, they wouldn't be as symmetric.
1: That makes sense. Uh, I'm, now I see what you mean by a, the, the sort of the reflective eye. I'm not seeing the rest of it yet, but I did eventually find the uh, the the image in the first photograph. So with, with some time, I'm sure I would find it. Now, here's the thing is you're not really directing me. You're just telling me what's in there. And then I'm, if I'm finding it on my own, you know, that's one of the, I think one of the elements of pareidolia is you, if, uh, if you, if you show somebody and you point it out, once they see it, they can't unsee it. But if you discover it for yourself, I would think that that would tend to suggest it's something else going on here. So. All right. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Did you want to respond to that point?
2: Yeah. So this is one of the, the species that I found, which was a reptile and advanced reptile. And actually, a year later, after this photograph, a little more than a year, I was able to capture the same species, but it was a different. So it wasn't you could tell it wasn't the exact same one as this one. So he had the same gold reflective eyes. He had the nostril holes in the mouth, but he was looking to the right. And um, it was a very vivid, vivid, and detailed image. And the skin was just brown. And the color brown is not even in the light spectrum.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, I wanted to skip ahead to number four, if I could, because I've, something jumps out immediately to me here uh, on the right hand side. And it almost looks like uh, a cross between a Harlequin, Harlequin's mask. And with with um, the Joker's mouth, you know, the Joker, the villain from Batman, Uh, am I seeing what I what I think I'm seeing?
2: Yeah, this was in one of the this is the actual first photo. And unfortunately, on the website, the top half is cut off. But this was the the man in a robe. Uh, with a pointy hat on the left and he was holding his hands out and then you have a bald man with a black suit kneeled down in front of the man wearing the robe holding a brown bowl and then to the very far right you have what appears to be a 2D image of like a, a man looking down to the right it was very strange but it wasn't as detailed as the photograph of what's going on into the background but the top of that is actually cut off a lot of the uh, photographs are on my my Facebook. I'm predominantly on Facebook, but I'm going to be updating the website within the next two weeks.
1: All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, now, photo number five. Um, it looks like I, it looks to me like I'm looking through the windshield uh, or windscreen of some sort of a craft, and I see. Uh one, two, maybe four, maybe five, maybe more figures, white figures. I see heads and shoulders and chests and so forth and arms.
2: Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite photographs. A lot of my photographs are good. So in this image, remember this is just light, projected sunlight, projected through water onto a black metal screen that I'm using to process this light and in this photograph it shows like a A some type of ritual or like a ceremony or maybe someone's in court because on the far left you have a bald man looking right with a long nose and then next to him you have what looks to be an extraterrestrial gray and then in the very middle you have a small boy bald with his head down and holding him it looks to be a woman wearing like a 17th century dress and then on the very far right You have what looks like an Easter Island head, which I believe could be some type of super quantum living computer. So in this one photograph, you have one, two, three, four, five entities that appeared. And it it appears that the woman is pleading to the, the human on the left with the extraterrestrial gray, pleading for the boy to return to Earth, maybe via his soul so he could relive a physical life on Earth.
1: Ah, well, yes, you mentioned the woman in the 17th century dress. I do see, um, I see a, yes, I can see that. And her shape is coming into, into greater detail now. Her form is coming into greater detail as I look at it. So. What I mean? Are you looking into? Is she from the past? Is this is this a, uh, a the soul of some uh, of a human? What, what are we looking at here?
2: Honestly, I could only speculate. And once this technology is developed, where we could be able to ask them questions, you know. Like I try not to speak in behalf of these entities. I try to just show them how they're showing themselves to me, but from from my understanding of the photograph it, like i said there's a human there's an extraterrestrial looking right on the left hand side and their boat it seems that she was kind of pleading to both the human being the human head and then the the extraterrestrial gray on the left like she's pleading saying hey you know this boy wants to travel back to earth so let his soul return so honestly i can only speculate but this is definitely not on earth these beings are somewhere else whether they exist here in our same sphere and we can't see them maybe they're in a higher dimension but i'm not sure
1: you know it's remarkable the more i stare at it the more detail i'm getting uh yeah these are quite remarkable uh you mentioned that your initial intention was to try and to communicate with the spirit world it almost sounds like what tesla and edison were working on have you examined their well we don't know about edison he sort of denied it later once his shareholders got a little nervous when he said he was working on a telephone to communicate with the dead and it was kind of stricken from the record but tesla was supposedly working on something like this is there was he sort of along the same lines of thinking as you
2: i actually discovered this About 30 minutes away from where Tesla had Nikola Tesla had his factory in Long Island near Rocky Point Um, I read a lot of his old notes and what I discovered is that in his some of his notes He 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 wrote about this signal that he was able to detect and it would come and go come and go so sometimes a signal he would pick it up for for hours, sometimes he would pick it up for weeks, sometimes he could even pick up this strange signal for a month and other times it would just be, there would be no signal whatsoever and and for years he kept picking up these strange signals and he had no way of knowing what they were or where they were coming from. So like I said before, when I'm doing the experiment, there's only certain times that I'm able to actually get detailed results where, where beings show up. So I would say 95% of the time of running the experiment, nothing appears. So the signal is only available, I would say, maybe one week. Like, like how he was picking up strange signals, the signal is, is here sometimes and it's gone most. So that's very strange. And with Edison, he actually invented one of the very first – Photophones, where he could send voice voices on sunlight so they were using sunlight back 100 years ago to send send information and i believe that they continued to develop the the visible light frequency range and also gave us the public the radio range so i believe they've been using visible light frequencies for over 100 years
1: um i'm just gonna go to one more photo we're just about out of time here. It's number 27. I just picked it randomly and I saw something immediately, right? Smack dab in the middle. I see someone semi-profile uh, with sort of a strong, um, strong sort of a ridge. I guess you call that a ridge brow and uh, 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 kind of receding. looks like a full head of hair. Am I seeing what what you saw?
2: In this image, it wasn't one of the most detailed, but to me, there was a lot going on in the photograph as far as being able to see anything fully detailed. In the very center, you do see something trying to form, but for me, it wasn't detailed to make an assessment. I just thought it was a very interesting photo, so I I put it on there.
1: Well, I see see a, a bright sort of a white uh blotch but it's sort of it looks like it's covering what's behind it and what's behind that is what i'm referring to i'm clearly seeing someone in profile with a with a nose i'm seeing a very sort of a solemn looking uh a character again with i'm seeing hair uh very detailed almost individual strands of hair i can see and and heavy eyebrows maybe i'm not seeing what you're seeing
2: and he's looking to the left he is yes yeah that's exactly why i posted the photograph because like i said it was very strange it's not one of my most detailed but i do see exactly what you see a well-defined nose and he's looking left
1: yeah and 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 decidedly human this is a human i would say
2: And even to the far right of that photograph, it looked like a little dog sticking his head up. So I just thought it was an interesting photograph, so I posted it. it But when it... When it comes to to what I'm claiming, I'm claiming I've detected extraterrestrial messages in the visible light frequency of our star, the sun. When it comes to posting images like this image, for example, it's not well-defined or detailed. I've been getting a lot of criticism and um, a lot of negative feedback, especially from scientists. So it's very important that I only post the most detailed photographic evidence. So as you will see in some of the very first photographs, they're all very detailed. Well, I, th- I believe it's like the first 10 or 15 photographs are pretty detailed. But the rest I just threw up there just to throw up. But Whenever I'm on Facebook, I have some well-defined evidence that cannot be disputed. So my main goal is communicating the results and hoping that scientists will soon be able to step in and uh, help me out with this experiment.
1: Well, these are fascinating. Uh And, and I'm going to continue to look at these after we finish up here, because the more I look, the more I see, and not exactly sure what's going on here. But this is, as I say, quite remarkable, Uh whether it's in fact uh you're capturing images of extraterrestrials or something from the uh, the spirit world uh who knows but um i invite people to check out bentlights.com william lawrence a real pleasure and i hope we can talk again sometime
2: Yeah, definitely. Like I said, scientists are getting close. I have a news publication that may be in the near future, hopefully weeks away. And uh, when that gets closer, I'll be able to post that on my social sites. And uh, I don't believe it's going to be that long. I have a feeling it'll be by the end of this year, scientists are going to be looking into this and taking it very seriously.
1: Well, you give me a heads up when that's published and we'll get you back on.
2: Yes. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, William. Bye bye.
2: All right. Bye.
1: Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on Episode 61 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Before that, just a reminder, I'll be appearing at the Alien Cosmic Expo, Sunday, June 23rd at the Toronto Airport Marriott Hotel. I'll be moderating a roundtable discussion on UFO disclosure with some real heavyweights, Richard Dolan, Stanton Friedman, Linda Moulton-Howe, Grant Cameron, and others. For more information, go to the live events page at strangeplanet.ca or Alien. Cosmicexpo.com. Hey, I'm feeling great these days. Loads of energy and vitality, and I credit Life Extensions Mega Green Tea Extract, which provides powerful antioxidant effects throughout the body. Green tea contains healthy-promoting polyphenols, including a powerful antioxidant, which has been the subject of extensive scientific research. Why don't you pour on these multiple health benefits for yourself? Green tea is a powerful antioxidant. It supports cell membrane integrity, boosts liver detoxification, enhances immune function and helps maintain healthy blood cholesterol, LDL and triglyceride levels, and much more. Life Extensions Mega Green Tea Extract is decaffeinated, yet it contains more polyphenols in one capsule than seven cups of green tea. The Chinese have used green tea for therapeutic purposes since 2000 BC. How about that? More recently, volumes of published scientific findings attest to its multiple health benefit. One capsule a day of Mega Green Green Tea Extract is all you need. Give your body what it needs. Order right now from Life Extension and save 25%. Just go to SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com. Coming up on Episode 61 of Conspiracy Unlimited, my conversation with a druid. You know, the ones that supposedly built Stonehenge, but probably not. Anyway, he'll describe the neo-pagan religion, sorcery, and summoning spirits. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett.